Hi, how you doing? Welcome to my podcast, A Design for Life. How to survive and thrive at life. My name's Phil Mears, entrepreneur, mindset coach, and I want to share with you my life lessons and how I learned to survive some unbelievable life traumas. But also, from that, I designed a successful life for myself. I'll also share with you my harrowing backstory and how I can help you with not just the big life-affirming challenges and changes you want to make to your life, but also the little everyday challenges when you're feeling a little bit disorientated and you maybe need a little bit of a boost to get you going again. This podcast is where you'll discover my secrets of how to apply a positive mindset to uplift your life when you're feeling a bit stuck, maybe don't know which way to turn. And you will be able to thrive in ways you've never before imagined and perhaps start living the best life you can. I'm excited to have you with me here, so thanks for tuning in. Hi guys, good to be back with you again. And this week we're going to be extending the subject of bullying, which we started in a previous episode. And whilst last time we were talking about overcoming the impact of childhood bullying, this time we're going to be a little more focused on bullying in adulthood, but not necessarily in the way you might be thinking. Because you might be thinking that you're not even bullied. But if you're not living your best life and are not striving to make it better and are frustrated by that, then chances are you're being bullied. And I'll explain what I mean. When it comes to the idea of your design for life and working towards that, you'll obviously encounter many obstacles such as other people, logistics, finance, timing and many more. But one of the biggest obstacles you'll encounter is you, yourself. Without consciously being in touch with yourself, you're going to end up getting in your own way and creating obstacles for yourself that don't need to be there. And in control of all that, will be your mind bully. Now, he will be resisting anything that looks or feels like a stretch, and he will convince you to stay comfortable and safe by remaining exactly where you are. So let's have a look at this mind bully. Now, if we are going to survive and thrive at life, then we have to accept that the actions we take to achieve this are dictated by our thought processes. And so therefore, by default, our mind is in control of our destiny, right? So what about fate? What if you believe that your life's path is mapped out at birth and that you have no influence over it at all? Or have you accepted your life as it is, reasoning that it wasn't meant to be? Or that it's down to the look of the drawer or the cards you were dealt in life or being born into privilege or not being born into privilege, etc, etc.? Well, if that is you, then I've got some advice for you. Turn this podcast off now because I believe where and how we started in life has nothing to do with where we end up. Our lives are determined 100% by ourselves as adults. And therefore, all the decisions we make and the actions we take are what has dictated the life we currently lead. But not believing that is why... The lottery is so popular because rather than graft for the life you desire, you spend money you can't afford on several lottery tickets each week and maybe have done for years. Try this for an exercise. Go back to when you first started consistently buying lottery tickets. Now work out in your mind, trust me, if you've never done this, do it now. In your mind, 
how much you have spent on those lottery tickets. Yeah, I know. It's a stretch, isn't it? Now deduct any winnings you've had uh, over the years or whatever it is. And what figure do you come out with? Now, I'm guessing here, but I imagine that you've spent substantially more on tickets than you've won. Now, imagine that you had consistently put that ticket money into an ISA or some other savings account instead of doing the lottery. Well, whatever that figure is now, that'd be a bit nice, wouldn't it? But Phil, someone has to win it, so it's worth it because it could just as easily be me as anyone else. Well, no, it couldn't because that's not how the lottery works. Let me give you an analogy. Imagine a swimming pool that's been emptied and filled with tennis balls. In that pool is one lucky tennis ball with a winning number written on it. And I'm gonna to say to you, for two quid, you can have one dive into it and pick out a ball, but you're gonna close your eyes and pick one out at random. And you can have as many dives as you want, but it's gonna cost you two pound a go. There are 45 million tennis balls in that swimming pool. So what do you think your chances are of getting the right one? You pay your four quid for two goes and you don't win. But here's a good news for you. I'm doing it again next week. So you can come back, pay another four quid and have another couple of goes. Now, if you had to physically do that and you saw those 45 million tennis balls and you had to dive in and just pick two at random, how long before you would get fed up of losing? So why do we do the lottery then? Well, it's FOMO, isn't it? Fear of missing out. And this is like a drug. Every time someone gets unbelievably lucky, you convince yourself that that could just as easily have been you. After all, isn't that the slogan? It could be you with this fingers crossed illustration. Well, crossing your fingers never achieved anything, anything. But here's the thing with your drive to buy lottery tickets. It isn't you deciding, it's your mind bully. Because he doesn't care if you spend money that could be better used elsewhere to make your life amazing because it involves no work at all and he likes that. Once you decide to take action to improve your situation, the mind bully will convince you it's a waste of time and that it won't work and that you're gonna fail and you're gonna look stupid. And anyway, you can't change fate. Those people who have achieved great things, well, for them it was meant to be. Or they were lucky, and you aren't that type of person anyway. So if you just buy a lottery ticket, well, you never know, it could be you. But at least you have hope. Bullshit. But this is the crap the mind bully comes out with. Because he wants to keep you comfortable and safe in your comfort zone, where he likes it. And believing that your life is what was meant to be, dictated by fate, circumstance or birthright or that a lottery win or keeping on working hard in that shitty job you hate in the hope the boss will promote you is pointless because none of those are going to come and change your situation and change your life many times as a coach i listen to people who have resorted to being people pleaser as a means of furthering their situation whether that's at work in business relationships or their community and all it does is drains them and dilutes their self-worth because their wants, needs and desires are no longer important. But they convince themselves that if I please so-and-so, then they will give me what I want. Well, that's your mind bully being an arse. And now you're paying the price, convincing you that it is someone or something else that will reach down and lift you up to where you dream of being. Nobody's coming for you. Nobody's going to come and save you. 
you're not a child anymore. So to believe that coasting through life with your fingers crossed is somehow the right action to take is pointless. And you've succumbed to your mind bully that's convincing you that you are doing something effective when really you're not. So you may have convinced yourself you are doing the right thing, but if you've convinced your family or those that rely on you that their situation will improve as a result of what you're doing, then you're letting them down and that's not fair on them because what you've done and what they have been forced to do is settle for a life of mediocrity, a life that none of you want. But here's the good news. This can change for anyone and everyone. I believe that everyone can create a design for their life and achieve it. But many people struggle to believe they're capable of what it takes to be what they really want to be. In their minds, they've dreamt of the life they desire, sometimes in great detail, and not always from a material point of view, but sometimes from an emotional sense. But these dreams have remained fantasy, sometimes for years on end, because their mind bully has convinced them they don't possess the skills or whatever it takes to achieve it. And they resort to hope and that the external world will recognize their worth and reward them. And if that doesn't happen, well, then it was never meant to be. Bullshit. Now, don't get me wrong. Dreams are good. Dreams are where our design for life starts. But unless we get to work at achieving them, then they'll remain nothing but a fantasy. And they'll no more happen for you than breaking the world record for the 100 metres, owning a 100 million pound yacht, or driving along at 100 miles an hour in an open top Ferrari with a naked Angelina Jolie in the passenger seat. When I was lying flat on my back in hospital, paralysed from the chest down and only 19 years old, I dreamed of a life where I would have a secure, loving family, married to a wonderful woman who I could love and would love me equally. A couple of kids that I could be a supportive, encouraging and loving father to. A nice detached house with a gravel driveway, not yet knowing how impossible it is to push a wheelchair on bloody gravel. And a new jag in the driveway. And it's these dreams that sow the seeds of our desire for the life we come to crave. But it's that word crave, isn't it, that's key here. Surely, if we crave it, then the right thoughts will show up for us, drive us in the right direction, and we'll start moving in that direction. We don't need to worry about the mind bully. If we crave this life of abundance, then the answers to what we do about it will surely come to us. And if they don't, it wasn't meant to be. Now, if you look up the word crave, it's defined as a powerful desire for something. So yeah, surely that's all we need. The mind will organise the rest for us if we have that powerful desire. It's this next word, isn't it? Powerful. What does powerful mean? Well, again, if you look it up, it means having a strong effect on people's feelings and thoughts. So to crave something is to have a strong feeling and thought about your desire for it. And so if you don't have strong feelings and thoughts of desire for your design for life, then you've got no hope of achieving it, right? And therefore, why bother trying? Better off putting your faith in the lottery or someone else and keeping your fingers crossed. That is what many people who've come to me as a mind coach have said. I don't have this strong feeling of desire. I never had it or I had it and now it's gone. So I don't believe I can ever achieve my life of abundance. But I don't believe that. Often the craving has been there at some point, perhaps when they were younger or when they first set out on their journey. But the realities of the challenge 
have tempered those feelings and gradually this strong, powerful desire has become little more than a memory. Now eventually the thought process becomes more and more defeatist to the eventual point that you no longer believe in yourself or your abilities to achieve that life that you once craved. And it hurts to fail again. And it's embarrassing. So you avoid thinking about what you want out of life and place your faith and hope in bringing about the change. Hope that the universe, lottery or your boss will change it for you, whilst also knowing it won't. And I call this being a victim of your mind bully. Now, the mind bully will convince you you are worthless because it hates to be stretched. It likes comfort and predictability. It likes what it knows and it sees no need to change and tells you this with a narrative of that life isn't for you. It's for other folks. So don't bother. And after a while of hearing this shit, some version of it will begin to sink in. When I was younger, my parents used to tell me I'd never amount to anything. My mother once actually said to me when I was training to join up, you will never be anyone worth knowing. And both of them would have delighted to have been proven right. And then later on in life, each time I attempted a reconciliation with my mother or my father, they would find themselves intimidated by my success and cause problems and withdraw from the relationship, causing all manner of shit behind them and blaming me for it. But the reality is they told me I was going to be a failure. And they were wrong. And their egos and their vanity didn't like it, couldn't handle it. So it would have been easy to allow my mind bully to believe their narrative rather than my own. But by this time, I'd had enough of bullying and I'd declared no more bullying. I listened to my own narrative. When I put it like that, it makes it sound very simplistic. All you have to do is set your mind to something and it will come for you. You've probably heard this before. You can achieve anything you put your mind to. Well, yes, in a sense, but the secret is you have to keep your mind to it and take the actions your mind tells you to take and repeat it. But if when you have a setback, you allow this mind bully to gain control of what you set your mind to, then like a virus, he will spread until he's destroyed any self-belief and confidence and drive you ever possessed. Now, I've seen in my clients that have been victim of this mind bully just the sort of things that it can lead to. Things like low self-esteem and feelings of inadequacy and worthlessness. Anxiety and fear, creating a sense of unease and tension, making it harder to relax and enjoy life. Procrastination and avoidance, making us feel overwhelmed and defeated before we even start a task. Depression, feelings of sadness and hopelessness and a negative cycle of thinking that can be difficult to break. Persistent, worrying and irrational thoughts convincing yourself that the worst will happen when you step out of your comfort zone. So if any of that sounds familiar and you have some of these thoughts swimming around in your head, perpetuated by your mind bully, it's not hard to see that achieving any kind of goal is going to be virtually impossible. So, Phil, what do we do about it? Well, firstly, the truth is, you are never going to feel like doing what is required to achieve this amazing life of abundance because the mind bully won't let you. Getting out of bed, asking for a promotion, starting a side hustle, apologising to your partner are all hard and challenging and are uncomfortable. So you'll never feel like doing it. And your feelings can't be helped. So you have no choice or control over them. However, your thoughts and actions are always a choice. And if you want, no, if you really want 
whatever it is you want for yourself, then you will push yourself, stretch and be consistent. Pushing yourself once when the mind bully is telling you otherwise and saying it's too hard and not ever doing it again until you feel guilty three weeks later is not going to help you. To fight the mind bully, you have to start from the understanding that you control him, not the other way around, and that you have to take the action whether you feel like it or not, and you have to repeat the action consistently. Now, you have to accept the mind bully as a separate entity to you. Sure, he's in you, but much like a virus, it is not a part of you. It's a separate entity attacking you so you can get control over it and diminish its power. Thinking of the mind bully as a virus is an analogy I picked deliberately because after recent experience with COVID, we all now know and understand what a virus is. COVID hasn't gone away and probably never will, but we no longer feel death for its presence because we have a vaccine. Most of us have it in our system giving us confidence to venture forth with our normal lives, not fearing the threat of the virus that only a few short years ago was killing millions of people. And so it is, much like COVID, with the mind bully being the virus it is, as long as we develop a mental vaccine for it, it becomes something we don't have to fear. And we begin by accepting its presence and then we develop our way of managing it whenever it shows up and starts with its nonsense. Examine the effects succumbing to the mind bully has on you. When you think of your designed life that you have in mind, maybe from way back when or maybe from recently, and you begin to think about what it takes to do something about it, whether it's in your work, your relationships, business, starting a side hustle, how do you feel about that? What emotions show up for you? When you dive into the strategies you need to employ, the planning you need to make in order to decide on your next move. Do you begin by feeling empowered and then quickly run out of steam, feeling that it's too difficult and likely to lead to failure or another failure? And before you know it, have you reassured yourself you don't have what it takes and so you don't bother or you've given up bothering? So that's your mind bully showing up because it will convince you of certain failure, because it knows that most people have a fear of failure, and it knows that is a safe bet to play that first card. Often, no more effort is needed to convince you to stay where you are, and he feels really victorious and comfortable. Well, now we've recognised the mind bully's presence, and we've accepted it, we now need to say no more. No more will you bully me. No more will you tell me what to think. I'm going to tell you how things are going to be around here from now on, sunshine. Remember, all bullies are cowards. And when you confront them, they shrivel and lose their power. Now, I spoke in the previous episode about my prolonged experiences of being bullied throughout my childhood. But there came a turning point for me when I was 15. I decided that I wanted to join the Marines and in fact I declared it in front of the class at school and the other kids laughed at me because I'd never shown any of the perceived qualities of a Royal Marine having experienced bullying at school and as a result my mind bully was on the bandwagon convincing me I was a coward and that being so kept me safe from harm in my comfort zone. I know, rubbish isn't it? Once I declared that this was what I wanted something in my mindset changed almost instantly. I knew I was going to have to stand up for myself from now on and not be a victim. So I began to think about my dream of coming a commando and started to get fitter 
and I started challenging my mind bully. And then one day, my art class at school, one of the boys that had been a pain in my ass for a long time, started goading me and pecking at me verbally and physically. And I decided now was the time to act. My mind bully was saying, just ignore it. It'll go away. But I no longer wanted to tolerate this bullying towards me. I knew I had to do something about it. So we walked out of the classroom. I went first, waited by the door. And as this lad walked out, I pounced on him. And he felt the release of many years of frustration that I'd built up inside me. Thankfully, neither he nor anyone else ever tried to bully me again. And my lesson here was, why didn't I do this earlier? Why didn't I stop listening to the mind bully telling me to leave it alone and it'll go away? And the physical and mind bullies are no longer in charge of me. But I also learned that when you have a strong enough desire to achieve something, the answers do come to you and the action becomes easy. Now, I'm not condoning violence as a means of resolving disputes. That would be feeding the mind bully instead of destroying it. And the mind bully is not Japanese knotweed. It can be destroyed and it should be. For me right then, I had to exercise some ghosts that had been plaguing me for a long time. And my mind bully was one of them. And that bastard has never had the better of me since. So the moral of this story, if you give the mind bully a bloody nose, he begins to leave you alone just like any other bully. And you become stronger mentally from that point onwards. Now, we've recognised his presence and we've accepted him. Giving him a bloody nose involves working out what your next best step is on your journey to your design for life and then taking it. And whilst you're taking it, work out your next best step. And then take that and repeat. And when the doubts and fears and anxiety and procrastination show up, you step into it and you tell your mind bully, I am strong, I am capable and I am going to take this step. And then you take that step and you repeat it, not allowing the mind bully the space to move in. And he'll find resistance at the door and no way in for him. Your action is initiated by motivation. But the more action you take, motivation becomes momentum. And with momentum comes self-belief. And with self-belief comes more action, bigger action, more ambitious action. And so comes progress, small or slow at first, but progress nevertheless. And before you know it, often without even realising it, those feelings of sadness, hopelessness and that negative cycle of thinking no longer show up for you. No more do you suffer from persistent worrying and irrational thoughts, convincing yourself that the worst will happen when you step out of your comfort zone because challenge has become your new comfort zone. Getting comfortable with challenge is how we develop courage and how we begin to discover what we are truly capable of. If I hadn't decided that I had to shake off those shackles of being bullied, I would never have discovered what I was truly capable of. And what I am truly capable of is anything I put my mind to. The mind under my control, not the mind bullies. So to summarise then, our amazing minds have the power to not only design a life of abundance, but to enable us to achieve it. Once we accept that there is no miracle external fairy godmother coming to save us from a frustrating life of mediocrity, and that the real power lies inside our minds, we can empower ourselves to believe that whatever we want for us and our families is achievable. And we also recognise that there is within all of us a mind bully who wants nothing better 
than to dominate us and crush any craving we might have for our life of abundance. But we know that he's not us, but rather just a virus trying to infect us with his negativity. And like a virus, we have a vaccine for him that will diminish his power without totally eradicating him. But when applied, our vaccine allows us to step forward and achieve what we set out for without fear of the mind bully and fear that he will arrest our progress and that our vaccine is action the best next step after the best next step whether we are looking to build the most amazing relationships the most successful careers creating a rewarding side hustle or starting the business we've dreamed of doing for ages we get in action we build momentum leaning into the challenge when the mind bully shows up we lean harder on him with more action or our next best step and we keep doing that and we celebrate our wins as progress and success comes in whatever amount and before we know it we're courageous, not fearless, but not afraid of fear either. And our setbacks become mere bumps in the road because that is when the mind bully will rear his ugly head and start with his bollocks about how you should just forget that life of abundance and accept me, accept that you failed, yada, yada, yada. Only now we just step over him and continue with our next best step because we haven't failed. Failure is giving up. All we've done is experienced a setback from which we've learned a lesson and we've carried on. And that is how your best life will show up for you. Not buying a lottery ticket and crossing your fingers or waiting around for your ungrateful boss to throw you some crumbs. So what is your design for life? Is it a new vision or one that you've lost connection with? Either way, get it front and center. Get a plan and get in action because theory's fine, plan's fine, but theory and plan will not climb the ladder. Action does. So get in action and live that life. If I can do it, then you can. Good luck. I'll catch you next time, guys. Thanks for being here and drop me a comment and let me know how you're getting on. Thanks for listening to my podcast, guys. I really appreciate your company. And I hope you got something from this episode that can help you with your life. If you did, then click subscribe because I've got so much more to share with you and I don't want you to miss a thing. Also, why not bring your friends on the journey and share this podcast with them? You can post feedback in the comments section. I'd love to hear what you've got to say. Or you can get in touch with me direct by visiting my website at designforlifecoaching.com. Especially if you're struggling at the moment and you need a lift. In the meantime, stay safe guys and I look forward to catching up with you soon.